0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Culture Happens, HubSpot's podcast where we discuss the future of work and company culture. My name is Hannah Fleischman and I'm on the culture team at HubSpot and I'm really excited to be your host today. Um, On this episode, we're going to be talking about a topic that's really important, not just for employees, but for their families too, and that's being a parent in today's workplaces. So for a lot of people, growing your career and growing your family often feel like they're at odds, but do they have to be and how can employees uh, live in a culture of flexibility and how can employers help them find that? So today we're going to be talking about those sorts of questions and much more with our amazing guests. So I'm really excited to be joined today uh, by Kate Morin, our culture manager here in EMEA, and Declan Fitzgerald, who's our global director of recruitment. So before we jump in, um, Kate and Declan, welcome. Uh, Thanks for being with us.
1: Thanks for the invite. Thanks very much.
0: Um, Would you both mind telling us a little bit about what you do at HubSpot and then also about your life outside of work? Uh, Kate, you want to kick us off?
2: Yeah, no problem. Um, My role at HubSpot is I'm the EMEA Culture Program Manager and a lot of people will ask, well, what is that exactly, Um, including my parents most of the time. So <laughs> the way I explain it is that what we do is we work really hard to create a remarkable employee experience that we hope is one of the best in the world that attracts and retains um, our employees. And also we we work really um, hard to celebrate diversity and inclusion in the workplace and make sure that people feel that they can be their true selves at work and um, that they can enjoy working here overall.
0: Very cool. In your life outside of work, in your
2: family? Um, outside of work, I am a mom. So I have a little girl who will be three uh, pretty soon. I'm married, so my husband is Richie, I have a dog called Reggie, which can get a little bit confusing every now and again if you (laughs) shake the two. Um, I'm from a family of five, grew up in Dublin, Um, we're very sort of, I suppose, a traditional Irish family. Um, But yeah, I think with most Irish people, family is is something that's really, really important. Um, And for me, personally, it's something I've always put first. Um, So it's something I'm really passionate about at work and at home all of the time.
1: Great, thank you. Jack. So hi everyone, Declan, it's Charles. My name, is Anna said, I'm our Global Recruitment Director. My, my my job is to find great talent for HubSpot and help us fuel our, our, our growth. And we have a lot of growth in this company. And the team consists of over 60 recruitment individuals. And we're recruiting across the world, primarily focused on, on Boston, on Dublin, Berlin, Singapore, Sydney, uh, Tokyo, uh, Bogota, and, and soon to be Paris, and, and the story won't stop there because, as I said, we're growing quite quickly. Um, my family situation is I'm married to the lovely Camilla, who is um, my wife for almost 10 years now. We have three children. We have a three-and-a-half-year-old uh, who is very feisty at the moment, not sleeping great, and we have two twins then that are 10 months old. One sleeping really well, the other is work to be done. <laughs> so it's it's a real balancing act for me right now with such young children trying to be present in work and doing great work, and then at the same time being present in the house and helping uh, support my wife as well as uh, our our children as best we can.
0: Great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, So speaking of balance, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's the word that we all probably think of when we think about working parents. And I'm curious, before we chat about how you try to find balance, what balance means to you. So Is it leaving at a certain time? Is it something in your
2: schedule? Is it a mindset that you have? Like what does balance mean to you and how would you define that? Um, For me, it's probably making sure that I, or not even making sure, just knowing that I've had that quality time at home, be it with my own daughter, Fia, or with my husband or with my own parents or my brother or sister. And I think sometimes if work takes over and comes ahead of that, that that's where I find that I struggle with it. if, if i miss one thing for the other so generally balance for me is how do i know at the end of the day that i've had i've had that piece i suppose of uh, that family experience or, or the stuff that just really matters to me um and also equally i suppose I, i'm really passionate about my work and i'm determined to do well so have i given my work it's all have i been able to you know achieve all that i wanted or am i bring, bringing something home that's going to stress me out and affect that family time um so it's for me trying to figure out i suppose how to make the best of both and and how to succeed in both really great
0: thanks for sharing that Declan.
1: it's a difficult one because there's so many parameters to this and we all have our own different equations that we need to kind of deal with in terms of balance between work family relationships Mm -hmm. and, and and many more for me it's i guess it's harmony at home harmony at work and harmony in my mind and soul as well I think there's a lot of dimensions to that. Like, if we talk about relationships, like, are you passing your partner in the middle of the night on the landing and kind of almost just, you know, two ships passing each other at night saying hello? Um, mm. you know, Harmony might be getting a night a week, a night a month even, to go out and have a date night. Uh, I believe Barack Obama was able to do it, so we should be able to do it too. <laughs> um, I think in work, it's like, are you actually, achieving your results are you feeling good about your career growth you know your your family home you know your kids you know in a good situation in terms of getting time with you you feel like you're giving them the right time again it's it's multifaceted I think where I am what my journey is right now is um I'm finding freedom in being unbalanced (laughs) and I'm trying to understand the parameters of being okay when certain elements of what I described is not feeling harmonious and I think you can then kind of—it's almost like spinning spinning plates. It's like which one now do I need to spend a little bit more time with? For me, it comes down to you know, having a plan around this, like identifying right. How do we, as a team, if you're you know with your partners, how do we tackle this? You know, how do we have a shared family calendar? And, you know, how do I have a conversation with my manager or my colleagues explaining that look, I mightn't be in work until 10:15 because I have to do the crash run, but I'm leaving at six and I have to leave at six because I have to pick up the kids. So I think there's. There's a whole set of criteria that you kind of need to think through and communicate with a variety of different people and then see if it works. If it doesn't, you need to change things around a bit. But it's a tough one, it's, I find it quite hard to find balance across all of those right now.
2: I think you're right in terms of when people think about balance they think of nearly two sides of a scale mm-hmm. where actually where people used to be really focused on how do we separate work from life and how do we find that balance what it actually equals is a lot of like what you're saying that how do you blend it together how do you find what works for you how do you chop and change it up and I think the sooner we move away from the idea of two sides and splitting them out, um, and the more we move towards how can you make it all work for you because everyone is different and that's probably uh, part of the key
0: yeah that's a great point I like what you said a lot about harmony and maybe the idea that balance might even be a myth or at least the way yeah. that we talk about it at, at work might not be the right word you know sometimes we say Work-life fit, as opposed to work-life balance, and like do the two fit together? But I don't think there's any like perfect term for
1: for what it probably yeah, feels I think like. I think it's more about not seeking balance, but learning to live without it. hmm And then it's kind of like getting to that point quicker, maybe than than normal. Like, go right. I actually cannot get to balance because there are too many potential variables. Now, in my case, if you have three children and there's twins, and one wakes up, the other in the middle of the night, and the three-year-old walks onto the landing. And then your wife is being really tired all day and she's trying to get sleep. It's very hard to achieve balance in that split second where you go, like, Do I get that child now and actually bring her into another room which I can that number one down? But what about number two, one about number three? <laughs> so like I've kinda of at the point here where I've let the chips fall and kinda of go, all right, I need to smile a little bit here. I need to kinda of like have a discussion with my wife after that after a fact and go, right, what should we what can we learn from that incident? So that we can maybe, you know and mm-hmm. uh, not be in that situation the next time. and I think there's plenty of those yeah. situations that it's very hard to prepare for being in a state of balance. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Also, it seems like you have a good sense of humor about things or like yeah, getting there, it seems like that's important too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, at work, I think flexibility is probably the key thing I hope that helps with some of that. Obviously, if you have three kids up at the middle of the night, it doesn't matter how much flexibility you have at home, it probably doesn't help uh, very much. but. Um, I'm just kind of curious, like we found last year when we kind of surveyed people and said, what's most important to you and what's your most important benefit at work, we were really expecting to see, you know, pay or perks or bonuses or things like that. And really the number one thing that people said for the first time was flexibility like that helps people's standard of living more than salary, more than pay, which was um, interesting to see. And I'm curious, like, do you agree with that? Do you feel the same way that flexibility is kind of number one? And then how do you use it when you, when you do
1: have it? I, I think it's huge and there's multi-dimensional kind of definition of flexibility. It could be time. So it kind of have more time. It could be responsibilities, could I have less responsibilities or, or shared responsibilities over a different time. It, it, it could be a few different things, but for me, flexibility is incredibly important. And in the case of HubSpot, I'm truly appreciative of the fact that I can come to work at 10 o'clock or 10.15, leave at quarter to six, six o'clock, and then, you know, be given the flexibility to hit my responsibilities as I need to. I'm also extremely um, appreciative of the fact that the facilities team here has kind of created a situation where I have a little mattress or bed, and if I need to sleep, I will actually grab um, some time at work, which I think is a bit... It's it's quite radical, maybe for some listeners out there, but uh, I like the fact that the company here allows me to have, you know, instead of having three hours of kind of mediocre work, I could do one hour really good work, and then I can, you know, recharge myself with a little nap. Now I've only done it on two or three occasions. I actually haven't slept. I've more just lie down and actually just rest. But it's been huge for me, and I think it's a benefit. Um, it's benefited my family uh, a lot, and it's been benefited my work and my colleagues. I think that flexibility is incredibly important, um, and I'm very thankful for it.
2: Okay. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I mean, I, I definitely think pay is important, especially when you're growing a family and, you know, I think everyone has aspirations. But there's absolutely no point in taking great, play, great pay and zero flexibility in, in any workplace. Um, because it's not going to make a better person out of you or your family life. But I do think in terms of flexibility for me at HubSpot, um, we sort of live by the motto that results matter more than the hours that we work. And I've never worked in a place before where that mattered so much. It means that we're, we're sort of trusted to get our work done in our own time, when we're most productive, when suits us best. For me, it means I can juggle my work days or my, my weeks around. And um, we have unlimited vacation, which I think is incredible. Um, it's a new way of thinking about working and it's a very guilt free way of actually taking the time you need. So, for example, last night I had a colleague over um, from our U.S. team and we would have gone out for a dinner. But it would have also meant that I didn't get to put my daughter to bed. So this afternoon, um, I know I'm going to leave at four o'clock and I'll pick her up from the local crash at five. And that'll be a bit of a surprise for her. And for me, it enables me to be able to give one thing and then take another um, where I know I'll never walk out of the office and people will wonder, you know, God, you know, why is she leaving early? Or she's not putting enough effort into her team or her job, because I think you're trusted and confident enough that you, you do a job and you do it well and you go home. And if you don't, it's, it's very obvious. Um, so flexibility here is huge and you can see everybody uses it differently, but it's, it's one of the biggest perks we offer and we do it really
1: well. think when you have flexibility plus autonomy plus leaders that are actually setting the tone from the top to create that culture where people maybe can be that a little bit more vulnerable about the situations they're in you've got a recipe for success then and i think here we are quite transparent around situations where people may need that flexibility but also need that bit of time to to uh, either recharge on a longer time frame take a few weeks off or Mm -hmm. just reduce their workload for a period of time while they're trying to create that balance in their home environment or work environment starts with the leadership team setting this as a priority and i think in our company we're doing a really good job at seeing examples of it and when you see examples of it then you can relate it to your own situation and then you can actually really internalize it and make it work so i think um i think those elements are just as important as just calling it flexibility
2: I think you're, you're right in that. So we have our MD of Mia, Christian Kinnear, has a, a, yeah, a little boy at home, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like, it's a non-negotiable that he leaves the office at half hour every day to go home and spend time with his family. Um, we've got Barbara McCarthy, who's right. the director of engineering, and like her evenings on her calendar are unbookable, and they're marked as family time, and it's very clear and open, and I feel that we have a duty definitely um, to lead by example, so I work from home as many Fridays as I can, um, and people know I'll meet my parents for breakfast. That's the time I spend with them. Again, I'll pick my daughter up early from crash, and I think the more that we're open and transparent about that, the more that others can see that actually they can have that too. So-
0: Yeah, I love that. I like what you said about it being guilt free and leaders setting the tone for someone that doesn't have kids, but would like to have kids one day, even for people who don't have families yet. It's great to see that because you know, oh, it's okay. This doesn't have to be a taboo. And I think that's really comforting and actually gets you excited about being at that point in your life as opposed to being totally nervous about it. Um, so I think that's great. And you mentioned, um, you know, Christian Kneer, our managing director, does a great job of that. And I think you guys do too, of leaving loudly and being like, I need to leave for this reason. Um, and I love that. I think it's really important. Are there any other things you do to kind of set that tone with your teams? You know, you both manage a lot of people. Do you set the tone in any other ways that have worked or things you do within your own org?
1: Yeah, I think it's important to have community amongst your team. And my team's quite a big team, and we're at the age where people are having children so it's not infrequent for someone to say i'm pregnant or you know someone maybe even adopting a child so there's a community that we form and we we talk about these issues so i think that's important and in the case of um, where i'm based here in dublin ireland we have individuals who are coming to ireland for the first time they may have not know the, the medical landscape here they may not know how to find an obstetrician they may not know you know the shops to buy a buggy and I think it, you can help people very quickly in those situations very easily if you form that community but I think it's important if you have a group, bigger group where that situation exists to lean into that otherwise go seek it out or maybe you can set it up
2: um I think we also put a huge focus on the idea of empathy so if you've, you've had a, a a bad night or a sleepless night particularly for you tech um, or you've a sick kid at home, you don't have to feel like you're ever coming into work and, and covering it up or trying to be as productive as you would on any other day. And I think, like for me, I would come into work and I'd say, look, oh, my God, I'm absolutely exhausted. I had no sleep last night. Fia is sick. And whether, whether my colleagues have kids or not, what I found is that they're more understanding than any place I've ever worked before where it's very acceptable to be really open about that and to come in and just sort of say it as it is and to take a downtime and not always expect it to be at your best. Um, and that I think has a has a really good ripple effect across anyone, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're a parent or whether you're just at home and had a sleepless night in general. Um, it sort of, it goes across all teams.
1: There's an interesting thing happening in my team right now where some of us are getting really nerdy about sleep and nutrition. And we have a great benefit in HubSpot, we can buy free books, and we can get you know a book a month, basically, that the company will pay for. I've bought some books on sleep, bought some stuff on uh, the microbiome, the gut microbiome, which people are talking a lot about now. Um, uh, I've bought some books also about positive psychology, and so have some of my other colleagues. And we're getting deep into the topic of sleep in particular. Now there's a power tip here, there's a there's a podcast I listen to, another podcast, a guy called Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, who is someone in the UK who is building a really uh, great name for himself and a huge following. He talks about lifestyle medicine and sleep in particular, and he recommends a book called The Circadian Rhythm, and then there's another book called Sleep Matters. These are two leading scientists that are writing the most uh, innovative research he believes at the moment on the planet, and it talks about how to energize yourself, it talks about when you're sleep when you're tired how does that manifest itself how do you get yourself back to a stable state where you have energy in hubspot we actually are lucky enough to have um training programs around energy management and i feel very fortunate that we actually have leaders who are actually brought that into the company and it's about understanding when are you tired when are you not tired how do you fuel yourself on a multiple dimensions whether it be physically or emotionally or spiritually and again, our team's gone very nerdy into this, and we're starting to have really interesting debates about uh, sleeping patterns. Uh, we're having an interesting debate about blue light filtered glasses, and should we start wearing them before we go to sleep? I noticed you uh, had those on yesterday. Yeah, I had yep. them on, actually. <laughs> I'm a fan of the blue light filter glasses right now. And uh, I'm certainly I'm certainly a fan of the the, the, the black masks that you see people wearing on airplanes. And there's actually kind of fancy ones you can get that kind of cover your whole face. So rather than going around, you know, filling, stopping every little light that's coming into your room, just buy a mask and stick it on your face. Well, that's what's working for me. Lavender Uh, scented. Lavender (laughs) scented mask. But there's all different. It is a fascinating topic when you start diving into that. But my my personal stance right now is that sleep is the most important thing uh, that my world revolves around right now less so nutrition and less so exercise or even relaxation. I think it starts with sleep. And if I don't get a certain amount of that, um, things begin to go down, go Hayward. And I think it's important that you understand, in my case, I think understand the modern science around it. And then just try to find your own balance around that. Like you'll hear people, you'll hear myth around, well, Bill Clinton could survive on four hours or Margaret Thatcher could survive on four hours. A lot of science now to suggest that that's extremely rare. And that you actually, you know, if you're in a certain age group of 25 to 40, you need seven hours minimum. And I think what I'm finding is working really well for me is having a nap when I'm not sleeping during the night during the day at some stage or a pause in some shape or form. That has transformed my energy levels rather than trying to power through the day with maybe, uh, you know, a cup of coffee or, you know, a bit of green tea matcha with honey. It's, It's like, hey, how do I find half an hour to lie down, close my eyes, get into a dark room? So I think that's an interesting Definitely. journey our team so is your on team, right now. So your team's <laughs> fighting over the nap room right about now. So yeah, fighting sense. over the nap room makes right sense.
0: now. <laughs> um, what you said about community was really cool, and it sounds like you're building a, like, open and kind of comfortable community on your own team and i want to ask uh, kate a little bit about parent spot so our global employee resource group uh, which kind of like a more formal kind of community for parents at hubspot but you're the kind
2: of global leader of that can you just tell us what that is and how it works and the kind of offerings it has yeah uh what we found was so i'm the global leader of parent spot and it's a community for people who are parents thinking about being being parents or i suppose people who really value family time um And what we do is we connect all of our employees globally throughout all of our offices. I was just looking at a list. Actually, we updated our Dublin list yesterday, and I think we have close to 50 dads at the moment, which is huge. Um, And also, I, I'm pretty sure we have about 30 moms, which is uh, amazing because it means that we've different people we can go to. It builds out a support network. There's a wealth of, of different experience there uh, that, that our employees can share with each other. and in terms of parents but itself what we do is we build out quarterly programs so for q1 our focus this year was very much on me time and bringing that message back that you know how can we help you get a little bit more organized how can you make sure that you are getting the time out to be your best self and also giving your family quality time and um, for Q2, we're going to talk about modern families, which I'm really excited about. Um, we have some amazing employees who have done incredible things, whether they're one or one of, of two moms in a family or whether they have fostered children, adopted children, whether they have multiple children or twins like you, Dec, um, or whether they just have life experiences that they can share and really help others. Um, so that's something that was a huge success last year. We ran it primarily um, in the States and we're looking forward to doing our first panel event in Dublin this year. So that'll be in April. But one of the key dates I think everyone raves about is this. Uh, we do a bring your kids to work event. And for me, when I started in my new job, it was really nice to be able to bring my husband in, to be able to bring my daughter in um, and sort of break down the idea that work was a place that takes you away from your family or, you know, is the place that mom has to go every day that isn't great. And so she came in here and. I know we're pretty different different and we're 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 very fortunate in that it's an amazing place to work. We've the bean bags, the vending machines, um, and particularly for our Bring Your Kids to Work Day. I think we had a reptile zoo in here the last time. But um, my nephews came in and I, I mean they all think our work in the best place in the world, which is uh, true in my opinion. Um but it's different because every time i think my daughter now sees whether it's like our hubspot logo or knows i'm going to work she has a really nice association with that and it's not hard for me to leave her and wave wave out the door um and it's also a really special day that whether you've just had a newborn or you're brand new to the company um you get to see that you're not on your own and that other people have families and children um and that everyone just gets together for the one purpose and it's just to to share experiences and to connect, I suppose. Um, So it's been a a great program and a really good resource to many.
0: That's so great. I personally love Bring Your Kids to Work Day too because I get to see a lot of cuties running around, um, which you don't always get. Um, That's great. I love what you said about it's kind of guilt-free if she sees the logo or something because she has an association with it now Mm. that's really interesting um one thing about parent spot too that's cool is the the slack channel i'll like peek in there sometimes and um people are either talking about like sharing baby photos or they're sharing advice on like anything from like picky eaters like kids growing up um so it's really cool to have that community and you know a lot of the times it is kind of you know Fun or lighter stuff and like good moments and celebrating good times, but I know that community is important, especially when times are hard too um, at work. And Declan, I know you bravely shared last year um, a difficult time you were going through with your family when your twins were born. Um, and I guess I'm just curious if you'd share a little bit with us about that. And like, if anyone's listening from like HR teams or employers, how do you support someone at a really difficult personal time? And like, what role, if any, does your employer kind of play in that?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to share. I had the biggest challenge of my life back in april of last year where we gave birth to two healthy uh, twins but my wife three days later developed heart failure a thing called cardiomyopathy postpartum cardiomyopathy which effectively is when your heart muscle which is the hardest uh, muscle you have in your body goes floppy and it breaks and it breaks down so you have to start beating the heart at about 160 beats a, 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 a minute which effectively puts it under tremendous pressure. So we weren't sure whether she was going to survive. The first five days in particular weren't looking very good. I remember being called into a room by the doctors being told, your wife's been selected for a heart transplant if she needs it. I can remember that was pretty scary. Um, for two weeks then, she was in a hospital, a different hospital to where the twins were. And the twins were born prematurely, so they were in, in the kind of special cares unit. And then I was trying to go in between both Hospitals and I was trying to just figure out like how do I support this my wife in this situation and it was a complex situation I very quickly explained to to my manager the situation I was in I got a ton of support around this one thing that worked out really well for me was we triaged the communication around this So usually when you have children you know you might share with the good news with your with your team and You know people will, will congratulate you and you know wish you well in my case. I had to decide well how do I? How do I communicate to the team here that I'm kind of not going to be sending out those those photo, photographs? Or I actually don't want to talk to too many people right now. I need to focus. And my my manager, um, Katie Burke, who's our chief people officer, we had a great conversation. which said, how do I? How do you want me to communicate? Will I, will I actually own the communication with your team? My wife uh, works in Facebook, so we have to figure out, do I communicate to that team? Because they're obviously very worried about it as well. We're able to divide, I was communicating to Facebook in relation and she was communicating to you know, all my stakeholders and my colleagues in work. That helped tremendously me focus then on the energy I needed to research what was going on and you know, discuss with the obstetricians and cardiologists in this situation where do I go from here, what do I need to be thinking about and then be visiting the twins and understand like how do we make sure they're feeding properly because one of them wasn't feeding properly at the time. So it was a very challenging situation. And for the last, for the first six months, I've had to have night nurses every day uh, in my house, uh, which, so I've kind of become the the mother and the father of the situation while my my wife recovers. Now, thankfully, uh, my wife has recovered and she is in fine health right now. She will be a long-term heart patient. So we're getting used to the world of her having to take heart medication. She frequently is tired, so she needs to rest. But last Saturday she was out shopping all day, spending all my hard-earned money, and uh, <laughs> she was walking around for about five hours. So I was kind of going, "Are you sure you have a heart complaint?" <laughs> and she said, "Yes, I did. I was sitting down, drinking cups of tea, taking rests." And I said, like, "Okay, well, it was a good sign though that she was on her on her way back." So it was a difficult situation, and I think the advice I would have to people in that situation is maybe um, it, be vulnerable with your with your manager, explain the situation, and out like the problems that you see coming down the road in terms of how do you balance what's going on with your life now and work you know in some situations you may need quite a bit of extended time off if you need it talk about it other times you might feel the opposite i want to get back to work or some semblance of normality i kind of took three weeks off and then i said look i want to get back and i want to actually get my brain thinking about work type issues rather than constantly be on this issue focusing on this issue at that time, my wife was recovering quite well, so I was able to kind of take that decision. But um, I was supported usually by HubSpot. My colleagues um, did some of my work while I was out, they reduced some of my work. People asked, Can we call around your house and help? Uh, can we do cooking, cleaning? You know, it was, we, have, we have food on site here, so I was able to take some food home. That's a huge help mm-hmm. when you actually can take some food home and not have to worry about that component of it. So a difficult time but very much supported around this and I'm glad that I opened up around all of this and I got a chance to present to our you know 600 plus people here in Dublin in relation to this and it was incredible to see the response I got from other people explaining the t- challenges that they were having with their children with their a whole variety of issues around their partnerships with relationships they were having a whole variety of things but I think I think it, I'm think i glad I did it because I think it helped empower certain people to do something similar and I think as a, as as such we've we've brought on some of those teams around vulnerability and supporting each other into parent spot and long may that last.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and I didn't know that you presented or shared this with um, the DubSpot office and, and that but I think that's another great way to set the tone or just let people know it's okay if you're going through a hard time and you will find support so um, that's really important and and related to that, I think um, another hard thing that I don't think we talk about enough um, would be when parents return back to work, um, you know, and what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, and all of those emotions that come with returning to work after maternity or paternity leave. Um, so I just wanted to chat a little bit about that and kind of ask, you know, Kate, as someone who came back to
2: work after taking, I don't know, was it six six months off here? Um, so Fia would have been born in May, and the sorry, the, the end of March, not May. And I went back to work in January because my sort of logical thought of it was, well, you know, there's no point in coming back in December. Things are wrapping up, start the new year. Um, I wasn't working for HubSpot at the time. I was working for another company. And it's something I probably haven't shared with too many people. Um, Like having FIA was great. I learned a lot from being on maternity leave. But going back to work with my former employer was one of the most... um eye-opening experiences uh, I have ever had and not in a great way. So all of the things you probably shouldn't do for a mom returning back to work, uh, I got to experience those. So I went from managing a team of five to having my role completely changed, um, going from a leaving a beautiful Georgian office to being shown my new make-do office in a storeroom. Um, I just i think they really didn't know how to sort of help me get back into work and for me um it drove this duty nearly that i feel now to make sure that people who are first-time moms or that are coming back and particularly at hubspot that we really really look after them um because i learned firsthand how it feels to have your confidence completely knocked um how to go from having a massive amount of sort of self-worth where i've i've always been a bit of a high achiever um and i've always been really i've always really cared about my work um to going somewhere and feeling like really you didn't matter at all um fia at the time i went back she would have been 9 months was sick she picked up every like every kind of illness you could think of in the crash. Um, So I I constantly had to, you know, leave or try and organize plan B with my mom to mind her. Um, And it just really wasn't great overall. Uh, Thankfully, while I was there, I ended up sort of doing a bit of research into what workplaces actually did this really well. And HubSpot happened to to pop up, and I saw the role for culture program manager, and I thought, oh my god, that sounds like a dream because you can actually make a difference, um, to people every day and to people's working experiences. And I went for it, and here I am, a couple of a couple of well, nearly two years later. Um, but one of the things also from from being on maternity leave, I'm actually due my 2nd in September, which is uh, a great thing to be able to share. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, Thank you. (laughs) But also, I know that I won't have that fear about coming back to work here and that it'll be a completely different experience and that alone uh, gives me a massive amount of relief. Um, I also know that I learned things while I was off, like while I really didn't enjoy my own company the first time around, now I love it Um, and I'll look forward to sort of spending time in a coffee shop on my own with the newborn. Um, I know all the things that I, I sort of thought I had to do the first time around. I'll know differently this time and I'm looking forward to sharing that with any new other new moms and also connecting with them on um what their experience has been and really I think at HubSpot in general the the group and the support that we have from parents is 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 something that really just has been unmatched anywhere um so yeah I am very positive about this time around and I can definitely uh, I definitely have ideas on what not to do that's great congratulations thank you Very exciting. Thank you. Um, Thanks for sharing
0: that. Um, And we talk here sometimes, and Declan knows way more about this than I do about um, not just coming back to work after maternity leave, but also coming back after extended leave. So if you take years off to raise a family, or um, for an illness, or for family, anything, um, if you take a couple years, what that experience is like getting back into the workforce. I know that's something I've heard is very, very challenging too. Um, Deck, would you mind telling us a bit about the returners program, something we're trying here at HubSpot to help people ease back, uh, specifically parents and moms into the workforce?
1: Sure. I'm pretty proud of it about this program. So returnships is a play on internships, and it's a concept that we've rolled out whereby we are trying to support people in the wider community who may be out of work for more than two years. And it could be a case where they've decided to put more time into parenting, and they're quite often highly skilled individuals who are looking for a way to come back to the workforce but balance it with this particular time in their life where they want to focus in on their family. And we've created a program that's uh, allowing people to come back to the workforce more on their terms rather than their terms in many ways in that they come back for a 20-week period, sometimes a little bit longer. They um, sometimes have a reduced time scale, so it could be four days a week rather than five days a week. And then we put a training program in place for them to try integrate back into the work environment. Now, the idea would be that we hopefully could give them an opportunity to have a full-time job after that. And some of them decide not to go down that route, but we have had some people who've actually been hired full-time then, but we've got really positive feedback where people have said, this is, like, this is just such a great opportunity for me to come back into the workplace Take that bit of flexibility, not feel the guilt that I've been feeling because I've been out of work and actually start getting back into society again and, you know, functioning the way I was previously. And it's just been overwhelmingly positive feedback. I actually think the software industry, with all its might and power, needs to play a much better job at doing this. And we need to support uh, individuals, whether they're male or female, that are in those situations that are finding feeling vulnerable about coming back to work and don't want to come back full time like how do we how do we solve that it's a big meaty topic and i think this is one of the tools or one of the plays that can help assist uh, people in that situation so we're launching the program again uh, here in dublin and we're going to be opening up some new roles uh, pretty soon so for those listeners who might be in that situation please check us out because uh, we really want to hire people in that category
0: yeah that's interesting thanks for telling us about that um it is a great program are there any kind of specific things we learned from doing it once or before about setting people up for success um when they come back
1: i think we need to have a good conversation before they come in even day one to understand like what's your first few weeks going to look like does our vision of what that might look like fit with your vision i think we jumped in a little bit quickly the last time where we kind of had our version of the transition into work and some people kind of a month or two it kind of went but that really didn't work for me and i that put me under quite a lot of pressure i had to move x y and z to make that happen to be here at, you know that particular time to do that training i think we now that we've done this a few times i think we're getting much better almost like a survey before you come in going like how can we like what are the non-negotiables in your situation that we need to build our program around so i think that that's the one area I'd go after
2: Mm-hmm. I think um, really good feedback as well that we've had is that for the returnship program that it's not necessarily for moms who have been out on maternity leave or extended maternity leave and um people have said to me they thought it was amazing that we're actually considering people who may have elderly parents that they've been caring for or sick family members be they male or female and that we're actually helping them get back into the workforce and whether they stay on in a full-time job i think we've played a really important part in helping rebuild their confidence mm-hmm. um, and reintegrating them pretty cool um so we've covered all the things we've talked
0: about a lot i guess i want to um ask if you had to summarize it was a very hard thing to summarize but if you had to just share like how becoming a parent and how having kids has changed or influenced your career and your path and your trajectory like what would you say that's been like for, for you
1: it's a it's the best time of your life in many ways and it's the scariest time and it's the most difficult time of your life at the same time i would say embrace the chaos like you know learn to live with that unbalance and smile as much as you can uh, cry the odd bit if you have to um don't be afraid to tell people you're not having a good day right now and just power through it you know i kind of say it to my wife sometimes we're in survival mode right now and it's funny when you say that people you know what? i'm in survival mode too and it's okay to be in survival mode you know in the next few years the kids will be getting that li- little bit bigger and you know you'll be in a very different situation so it's transient as well so you're in a temporary situation it may be extremely difficult what you'll get out of it in life will come back mm-hmm. tomorrow. That's the plan. Yeah. And the nap room. The, the, <laughs> the na- do that. <laughs> and the <nap> room.
2: More <laughs> that. Um I feel the same. I think my life is definitely a bit of organized chaos. I think you sort of embrace everything that's thrown at you. Um definitely always expect the unexpected because you just have no idea what's coming around the next corner, particularly when there's little people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, And for me, I think becoming a parent has made me feel like I I sort of have a duty to help others. Um, And maybe it's because I had a... a negative initial you know working experience that it's something that I I genuinely really care about now um but for me and my friends at this sort of stage that we're in I think it's really exciting and it's great um and my only advice for people would be to make sure that you've got that support network network around you and always a plan b for when the unexpected happens
0: mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, thank you both so much for sharing and being so open, um, and talking about your families and your lives and your work. Um, I think a lot of people would have so agree. We are very lucky to work with you both because you make this a more inclusive place and you build more inclusive teams. So, um, thanks. I feel lucky for sure. Um, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of HubSpot's Culture Happens podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks Thanks for having us
1: on the show. Thanks, Thank you.